dealing with the thought police. It is vitally important that the courts remain free of the discourse on urban naxals and anti-nationals. On February 5, an additional sessions judge in Punjab sentenced three young men to life in prison. Arvinder Singh, Surjit Singh and Ranjit Singh were convicted under a little-known provision of the Indian Penal Code concerning waging war against the government of India. In what heinous manner had the three men waged war against the government which justified a sentence of life imprisonment? A perusal of the 64-page long judgment reveals the following. They did not commit any physical violence and nobody was harmed in any way. They were not caught in possession of weapons. They were not overheard planning any specific terrorist attack, nor were they on their way to commit one when they were apprehended. What did happen was that the men were caught with literature supporting the cause of Khalistan, a few posters that did the same and some Facebook posts on the subject. With this being the sum total of what passed for evidence in the case, it is clear that the verdict of the additional sessions judge is unsustainable and will be reversed. It is important, however, for the higher courts to recognize not only that the judgment is fatally flawed, but also that it represents a dangerous moment for the judiciary. This is not the first occasion in recent times when a court has abandoned constitutional values in favor of a crude nationalistic rhetoric that belongs more to the demake pulpit rather than to the courtroom and in that context the judgment of the additional sessions judge marks the beginning of a trend that if left unchecked can swiftly erode our most cherished liberties of speech and association the first and most glaring aspect of the judgment is its apparent disregard for the constitution at the heart of the constitution's fundamental rights chapter is at article 19 which guarantees among other things the freedom of speech and association of course the state may impose reasonable restrictions upon these fundamental freedoms in the interests of for example the security of the state in a series of careful decisions over five decades the supreme court has articulated the precise the precise circumstances under which a restriction on the freedom of speech or association is reasonable After the famous 2015 judgment in Shreya Singhal in which section 66A of the Information Technology Act was struck down the position of law has been clear speech can be punished only if it amounts to direct incitement to violence everything short of that including advocacy of any kind is protected by the constitution not only is that consistent with the supreme court's jurisprudence it also harks back to a venerable indian tradition of civil liberties In the early 1920s Mahatma Gandhi famously wrote that the freedom of association is truly respected when assemblies of people can discuss even revolutionary projects and noted that the state's right to intervene was limited to situations involving actual outbreak of revolution the logic is simple in a plural pluralist democracy no one set of ideas can set itself up as a universal truth and enforce its position through coercion consequently as the american judge louis brandeis memorably observed if there be time to expose through discussion the falsehood and fallacies the remedy to be applied is more speech not enforced silence the indian supreme court's incitement to violence standard response to this basic insight about civil liberties in democracy nor is the test diluted just because the issue at stake may involve national security in three judgments in 2011 Ranif Indra Das and Arup Bhuyan the Supreme Court made it very clear that the incitement test applies squarely to the provisions of the Terrorist and Disruptive Activities Prevention Act TADA and the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act UAPA India's signature anti-terrorist legislation 
In particular, the court cautioned that vaguely worded provisions of these statutes would have to be read narrowly and precisely and in accordance with the constitution. So, for example, membership of a banned organization, a punishable, of, uh, a punishable offense, both under the TADA and the UB, UAPA, was to be understood as being limited to active membership, that is, incitement to violence. In particular, in Renee, mere possession of revolutionary literature was categorically held to be insufficient to sustain a conviction something that was blithely ignored by the additional sessions judge in his judgment of February 5.